Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Galarian. This is the Called Shot Podcast. <laughs> kind of caught me off guard there, Fane. Yeah, it's the whole scourge thing. Yeah, about that. So, but I've had time to look. Uh, I was reminded that dragons have spells. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, I looked at several of their attacks, which I had last time, but I never could get close enough. And, uh, well, it's been fun. Is all I can say. Uh, you guys ready to dive into this? Anything you want to talk about? Any laments, remints, or pesments? Dive, right? Dive. That's, that's what I was yeah. hoping he said. Yeah, not die into this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and now uh, think about it. If we have enough plunder points, can our ship just die right under? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm confident this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confident too. <laughs> that's what got us into this situation. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Fane and Sebastian, you are both on hold at the beginning of round six. The boat is sailing forward at 200 and ridiculous miles per hour, or feet per second, is the thing is what we came up with. Feet per round. Like 264 feet around. So so if our ship does get destroyed, we become a ghost ship and we are officially known as the Flying Dutchman. Ooh, see, cool. and just takes yeah. off yeah, into yep. infinity yep. Uh, and beyond. Um, I don't want to spend eternity with these clowns. Get off now. All right. Um, so that's where we're at. The Kelazar, the dragon, is 50 feet in front of a ship traveling 260 feet per round. Are you guys ready? No. Nope. Good answer. I'm ready. <laughs> Way to go, Sandara. Oh, yeah, and Ark died a couple weeks ago. I just, just wanted to talk. By the way, <laughs> for those of you just joining us on episode fucking 51, Ark died. <laughs> All right, Fane and Sebastian, you're both holding Kelazar 50 feet in front of your ship. Kitnik, you are first to act you are holding literally an electric fan yes. that you just plugged into the usb port of the fortune's revenge yep. that is what is allowing this ship to sail as fast as it's going mm-hmm. you also used it last week to blow kelazar back several hundred feet oh yeah mm-hmm. that, was, and that was a little embarrassing for kelazar that's awesome he's not too happy about that and he literally didn't see it coming because i'm he invisible so, Kitnik, which way is your fan pointing right now at the beginning of the round? Towards I can't the, remember. Towards the sails. Towards I've, the yeah, sails. I've turned back okay. so that we can continue moving at ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> you're really damn close if you haven't. Uh, so, what is your turn, Kitnik? What are you doing? I'm holding the fan, looking to see if maybe there's a little turny dial that makes it go faster. <laughs> you're looking for the plaid. I am. I'm looking for, I'm looking for plaid speed. How far did you say he was from us? 50, 50 feet? feet from the prow is of he your ship. Like high up? Like uh, no, up he is almost, he's like 60 feet above you because he's right at mast height. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take my action now. After Kitnik's After done? After Kitnik's, yeah. Yes. So Kitnik, you are holding, holding. Literally holding a fan. Yep. All right, I've got you on hold. Fane, you are going right now 
for lack of a better action to take, I am just going to cast Fairy Fire on Kalazar. It's got a range of 400 plus. Oh, plenty of fun. There okay. is no saving throw, but if he has spell resistance, it is susceptible. He does not have spell resistance. He is glowing purple. And what does that do? It keeps him from going invisible. Like so? if he was in dim light or invisible or darkness, he would have concealment. It eliminates concealment for okay. vision purposes. Gotcha. It just makes him really easier to see. It doesn't do anything really. Okay, so somebody uh, went and read the uh, monster entry for Brine Dragons? No, I went and looked for things I could do at 400 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Because uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, his next thing to do was to cast Invisibility. Nice. So very <laughs> nicely done, Master Fane. Well, that was a knowledge check that Captain. I just intuitively had. <laughs> you call him Captain! <laughs> He's Captain Fane! Captain Fane. Uh, Zugray, it is your turn. You are in charge of this ship, keeping it upright. So he is 50 feet in front of us, angry, glowing, mm-hmm. acidic. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming that 50 feet is probably not enough time to turn. So, because no. I'm assuming this thing is not very graceful. Oh, so, no. not at the speed. Yeah, we're going pretty quick. So, I guess my only option is really going to be to try and hustle forward as fast as possible. Alrighty. Because I, I think I'm just kind of holding on to the wheel and hoping for the best. <laughs> I right. say, who's Standing really on controlling the boat yeah, at the moment? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then just give me I a sailing am. check. <laughs> okay. You are yelling at the crew to keep this boat up right at this point. Just desperately hoping that'll happen. 19. That will keep your boat sailing forward. And with a 19... Okay. If you... I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you would ask to move faster last gaming session last week okay um i thought about it and if you for every five you succeed over a dc 15 sailing check 10 more feet like it's not a lot but it's something it is something and it might throw kelazar off if you're able to just get a little bit more out of it okay after enough of those i find plaid (laughs) would i be able to well would sandara be able to aid another on his sailing check to get him at least five this turn not this turn okay because, uh, but you can aid him on the next one right now. Yes. <laughs> so for next round, because this is round six. Gotcha. It is now Sandara's turn. Gotcha. Okay. And it is your chance to do exactly that. Okay. Yeah. And that's exactly what Sandara would do. Cause I think she's kind of okay. waiting right now as well. Anyway. Sure. So, uh, then a DC 10 profession sailor check and everything's gravy. Got it. You got it. Yeah. She uh, has, she's that good. Yeah. Nice. She has plus two profession sailor. So, so Davery plus two. For Zugray, next round on the sailing check. The ship, the prow of the ship, is 210 feet from Kelazar with that sailing check. The ship is 90 feet long. Zugray is 45 feet back. Maybe even more. Actually, probably closer to... Okay. What I was trying to determine is where Zugray is at the ship's wheel. The prow of the ship is 210 feet in front of Kelazar, but you are within Kelazar's movement fly speed. Okay. So he can fly 160 feet to catch where Zugray is controlling the ship's wheel. Gotcha. And he's going to land on top of Zugray and lift him up. Okay. Grabbing him by the shoulders and taking off with him. And continuing to fly. I'd like to take an action. You, Mr. Fane. Oh, yes. I, I was like, you've done it already. But no, no. I know what you're doing. Yeah? 
I would like to cast Liberating Command. Okay. Yeah, because don't you have to roll an attack roll on Zugray? I do. It'll be a combat maneuver check. I'll wait for the result then. But You could roll a one. I could. (laughs) I could. And I think I would still still succeed. (laughs) No, one is an automatic failure because it is an attack roll. Uh, Sebastian, you're holding, so you'll go right after Mr. Dragon. All right. And again, since this is life and death for you guys, I'm rolling in front of you for all of this. So here we go. Combat maneuver check. Zugray, what is your combat maneuver defense? 18. 18. <laughs> nice. He's got to roll a one. Oh, yeah. And it's on the floor. <laughs> Forget that dice. Good job, Adam Jr. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just because we both got shaped heads. <laughs> that would be a nine. Right. That would be a 34. That would cool. So, yes, with his movement fly speed he is able to swoop in he's moved more than a certain amount he's able to grab zugray around the shoulders i guess maybe with his he's Zugray's not that small big. So. he is small so i think he's gonna just i think he just basically grabs you around the shoulders picks him up delicately between two claws yes like an eagle picking up a fish just kind of <laughs> sort of like that yeah. and fane i would like to cast uh liberating command which does what it immediately, it's an immediate action, gives him a plus 10 to, well, plus double my level, so plus 10 to an escape artist check now. So he gets to use an escape artist to defeat Kelazar's combat maneuver defense to be free. Is that correct? That's what I'm remembering. That's how I understand it. I don't All remember right. how escape artists work, so that's, probably. That's what we're going to go with. Okay. You can make an escape artist check in place of a combat maneuver check to escape a grapple. Oh, so D- and yeah, yeah. because of his spell, it happens right now. Yeah, and yes. it is the grappler CMD. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So whatever yours is, plus 10. Okay, so that's a total of plus 15. Oh. 32. Nice. That is very close. Oh, it's not enough. And you feel like you just get like one claw up, and then it snaps oh, back into no. place. You're using a hero point to add four. To 36. It. And somehow Zugray is able to slip free. <laughs> Thanks, Captain! <laughs> Holy shit. Say, if you weren't using one, I was going to throw in Sandara's last uh-huh. one. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, uh, combat maneuver defense of 35. Holy Damn. Ooh. You beat it, but one would have great picked a use. fight with this thing? Good lord. What an asshole. I know. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he should be keel-hauled. Let's let's escape first. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get out of it first. I was just thinking about how keel-hauling at 260 feet per second would work. It might break the keel. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kelazar is currently five feet above the ship's wheel. That gives you an idea of where he is on your ship. Directly above Zagre. He's directly in the line of my fans. He's having a rough time... Flying. I bet he is. Actually, you're about to. He's about to take off. Okay, Sebastian, you said you want to go here. Do you still want to take your turn after all of that has panned out? Uh, well, no. I was going to try and interrupt all of that. That being said, um, assuming Zugray has dropped back down, Sebastian's actually going to go ahead and cast invisibility on Zugray. Mmm, nice. I will not try to make a save against that spell. <laughs> <laughs> it is harmless. <laughs> Very good. 
And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of round six. You have successfully survived this dragon for 36 seconds. <laughs> That's better than most. It's not it's a, new record. it's a new record at this rodeo. It doesn't sound impressive when you say it 30 seconds. <laughs> and Fane, it is your turn. So now he's right there on the deck? Mm-hmm. or Five feet above. Hovering, I guess? Or well, not really. It it's part of his fly move. So he is still, he has to continue flying on his next turn, take off. So he's in motion. He is in motion. He's kind right. of pacing us a little okay. bit right okay. now, right. I guess. Basically, I couldn't have a conversation with him right now. Was, I mean, you could try. But he's going to be gone. Like, Yeah, the well, the ship's going to take off okay. pretty much before that happens. Uh, Fane's going to move uh, just a full movement, 30 feet back towards the back of the boat, because he's at the front right now, and just yell, Lord Kalazar, and just try to get his attention. Oh, he, he'll look at you, like, in movement, in flight or whatever. He can hear you. You can talk to him. You can say a couple sentences for your six-second action. I was blinded by rage and sorrow at the loss of my shipmate. Please do not take it out on the rest of my crew. If you need vengeance, you may have me, but let them go. So, I am going to understand you're doing a diplomacy check. Yeah, diplomacy check. Try to calm him down a little bit. One round against a hostile creature. Um... You were making a request for him to stop attacking. Is that kind of what I'm understanding here? Basically, basically trying to slow him down enough to where we can stop and parlay. Okay. <laughs> we've attacked him and we've embarrassed him. This should be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Quite. Why didn't you just scream parlay? <laughs> <laughs> he knows the code. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a guideline. <laughs> yeah. All right, Fane. I'm going to give it to you. And okay. you know what? Add two to your diplomacy check. That was a nice line. Well, thank you very much. So diplomacy, because I still have the uh, raiment of command, which gives me a plus five, and gives him a minus two. I don't know if there's really a counter roll to this. It's just a flat-up roll to his, whatever, anger level. Um, <laughs> so my diplomacy with that is a 19 with your plus two. Wait, 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 wait. Before you roll, uh-huh. I will blow Zugray's last hero point <sighs> to give you a plus eight to this roll. And Sandara will throw in hers. Plus All right, guys. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to limit it to one hero point per action. Oh. In that case, I'll, I'll let Sandara. In, let, in that case, Fane will use his since he's the one doing the action. I'll use my last right. hero point. You mean since he's the one that got us into this mess? Well, yeah. that's, that's what much. I heard. It does seem <laughs> another fine I, mess you've got. I have into. already owned up to it. <laughs> so that is a total of plus twenty-seven to my diplomacy roll. And this is a skill check. Correct. It's a plus twenty-seven. You are gonna roll right. at least a one. So fourteen. What's that? Uh, plus five. You gave me plus two and then plus eight. So that is a plus 27 to my diplomacy check. You can't fail. Great! <laughs> Rolled the 19, so that's a 46. <laughs> okay, oh, nice. so I'm looking at the rules on diplomacy. Because <laughs> I knew this was about to like start I was sweating. sweating. For every five points you beat the DC by, that's another level he steps down. So he oh, goes from hell. hostile... To uh, in, unfriendly, indifferent, friendly, helpful, whatever. He's like, wait, what can I do for you guys? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. It's my fault that you attacked me. <laughs> because behind the sails starts blowing. I want to clarify. This was not, like, in order to move him from hostile to friendly or whatever, ten, at least a minute worth of conversation. Yeah. This is a one-round action to ask him to stop. True. Which is just right. a straight DC. So... So I got him to stop, but that doesn't mean he's going to change okay. anything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but that's the one-minute action okay. version. Okay, okay, I got you. Uh, gotcha. Instead of the one round. Holy crap, though. Uh, 
like maybe he roared in defiance. Maybe he just kind of like settled in. In fact, are you guys okay with me just having him settle down on the boat so it doesn't drive out from underneath him on Zugray's turn? Or do you want him to keep hovering at this point? He's a dragon. He does what he wants. Well, yeah, I, I was going to yeah, say, I mean, he's asking us what I'm, we want a dragon. <laughs> I'm, I would have to me. technically break the rules in order to allow him to land. Are you gonna? Are you cool with that? Or do you want to follow the rules strictly and drive out from under it? If he's willing to stop and talk rather than do continuous flybys, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, have him sit. He can land, but I ain't stopping the fan, so he okay. can just land. So, <laughs> All right, so Fane, with your successful action that allows Kelazar to settle on the deck of the ship... And now, standing with full presence, head held high, you're out of combat. I like to imagine, though, that like Kit's fan's still going, and oh, it's it like is. a dog with a leaf blower. Like He's like chopping <laughs> at the air. You know, he's like trying to go after it. What are you doing? Somehow this boat is magically steering itself. Yeah. I mean, I had nothing to do with any of this, which you didn't. Okay. you have, And he'll look down at you with the wind rushing behind him. I feel like I should turn our fan on so you can hear it. <laughs> what it probably sounds like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, Captain Fane. And you Fane have one minute. It's still bowed. You know, like he hasn't even stood up. Belt bowed over, hat off. And sure. so he's kind of still bowed in, I guess, supplication. Okay. Uh, he's going to let you stay there. I right, don't move. Yeah, I have no intention. Can we have 1d4 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Give you 60 seconds for your, your brave crew. <laughs> sure. You have... Oh, come on. At least give us a minute. 1d4 minutes. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, yeah. Captain Fane, I will give you one minute before I melt this entire ship. Well, I will do my best to change your mind from that action. And at, while this is all happening, I, m- I imagine Sebastian kind of moving to the back of the ship. <laughs> he's just right there. He's, stand, he's standing right beside the wheel. He's leaning against the rail with his arms crossed going, oh, I want to see this. Sindar is you moving know. to the back of the ship, just trying to make sure you're not in front of Kelazar. <laughs> in case he sneezes. So, Fane, what do you do? You have one minute. Lord Kalazar, as I said, I was speaking out of anger and grief for the loss of our shipmate. I thought that you had set us up for failure. I thought it was your fault. At this point, I don't believe that's true, and I beg your forgiveness, and I offer myself to you to spare my crew. He tells really good stories. Thanks, Kit. No problem. This is your conscience, Kelazar. <laughs> you know what? As silly as that is, <laughs> Kelazar. This is Besmara, Kelazar. Kelazar really likes this idea. Um, Fane. Yes. He's a bard. Tell me the greatest story. Coming out of, oh crap, what was the name of that place? Taldor. Fane, tell me your greatest story coming out of Taldor right now, and I will consider your request. Once upon a time, the great King Theron sat upon the throne and had seven children. The oldest six were female, the youngest being male, but the laws of Taldor don't allow female inheritors to the throne. So the youngest daughter wishing to gain the most power of all, set out to kill her youngest brother. And in the process, the king's wizard discovered it. Through his divination, the plot of the youngest daughter, and in an attempt to alert the king of his favorite daughter's plot, started a war that broke Taldor in half. Stay tuned for part two next episode. (laughs) (laughs) If you let me go. If you let them go. He's got a thousand more of those. <laughs> yeah, that was One riveting, One per right? night. 
All right. And, and his cabin boy will probably come with him. <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> okay, Captain Fane. You can have Sandara, yes. too. Do your diplomacy roll. You have oh. been speaking for a minute. This is your opportunity to do taking him from hostile to unfriendly to neutral to friendly to helpful. So this is definitely the one we should blow a hero point on. And again, can only use one. All right. But, I, still, I yes. do still have the uh, Raymond Commands. How, much, how long five. does that last? It's hours per level. Okay, then you're yeah. good. Yeah. Sandara will throw. I'm still checking that. Yeah, Sandara will throw her hero point in for this one then. Okay. I love that sound. Nice. Burning through them, guys. All right. That's plus twenty five. Can't take them with you. Okay. Hmm. You told a nice story as well as Kitnick led into that, and I really want to hear round two. <laughs> <laughs> really want to see where you're going with this. Uh, so add another two. So plus twenty seven. Roll away. 34. Carry the three. I'm doing math. Hold on. Wes is doing math. Uh, Very well, then. Captain Fane, you will grace me with your stories for the rest of your life. And in return, I will give this ship the opportunity to escape. And by this time, you guys are pretty much out of Kelazar's Adel at this point. Mm-hmm. Zagre's still holding on to the wheel, invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, from the front, so that if Kelazar thinks he's going to attack me, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Zagre's that smart. I love yeah. it. Uh, and then, you know, Kitnik, also invisible, blowing, uh, holding the fan from the backside. Um, yeah, so I guess this conscious would be like, he tells good stories. <laughs> like talking through a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Kelazar is not quite as big as you would think. He's only ten foot by ten foot by ten foot, which is which is large. But <laughs> he's round. He's, I mean, he's <laughs> not like the flying gelatinous cube. Yeah. First, assume a spherical dragon. Yes. <laughs> it's like those like those videos you see where they've animated the the round animals. Have you ever seen those? Mm-mm. Oh, if you haven't, you have, you have to watch them. They're really funny. They just kind of bounce around. <laughs> so, Captain Fane, you may now rise. And look upon your new master. Fane rises. You are no longer Captain Fane. Puts his hat on. You must give your hat to one of your crew to captain your ship. And Kit starts jumping up and down because there's a hat involved. <laughs> She's invisible. I don't see it doesn't this. matter. She doesn't think about that. I just she just, she just hears hat. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hat will uh, hat. Hat will take his hat off. Fane will take his hat off and hang it on the wheel. I'm not captain. It's not my decision. Very well, then. Make yourself smaller, and I will carry you off. Alter self to a goblin. A female goblin. Looks like the gremlin from Gremlins 2, the lady one with the bad lipstick. And the nice. blonde wig. <laughs> yeah, the blonde wig, yeah. Uh, so what is Zuggery? And, and he looks over at Zuggery and goes, Nice! How's it going? Invisible Zuggery. Oh, shoot. Oh, I forgot about that. But you know where he is. You yeah. can see the ship's wheel yeah. moving. As the hat lifts up and... Oh, yeah, that hat is coming to me. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah, Zuggery. Suddenly there's a floating hat. All right. Uh, well, this is a giant change of events. I had prepared all week for a total party kill. And now Kelazar will grab goblin version of Thane and take off. Does he take Gabe, too? We did offer the cabin boy. No. 
Okay. Not interested. <laughs> I don't have anything against the Cabin Boy. I realize people think I have something against the Cabin Boy. I don't know. Boy, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty Zugray certain you do. Yeah. Zugray is yeah. still not going to let you have his gardener's assistant. Yeah, I want to keep her around. She's, she, she tells good All stories. Right, it's fun. And so, Kelazar, glowing purple still from the fairy fire. And you look magnificent. Fane fly off into the distance towards one of the mountain peaks off to the east. Kit is very distraught right now. Here goes one of her only other friends. <laughs> Take it away. What are you guys doing? So the hat lifts off the hel- off the wheel, plops down to Zugray, who then probably reappears. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll randomly slap a passerby or something if I have to. to break <laughs> <laughs> and so he turns, looks at Kit, and goes, how are we getting him back? Uh, that's a really good question. I would recommend we perhaps find a port first and restock. All right, I'll get my ship to the port. That, that's probably not a bad idea, because we need to fix the sails and stuff before we can go back. We need to heal up before we can get them. <laughs> Crew of Zagre's Revenge, <laughs> grab the sails, spin the mainmast. When did he learn words? <laughs> I still don't really use them wrong. <laughs> spin the mainmast. Yes, that's exactly what you do with the mainmast. Spin it in a circle. But that doesn't mean spin it in a circle. It means spin the sails down so that they can catch wind. Right. Right, right. See, I'm, you I'm get catching this. On. I'm yeah. catching on. Uh, and so you guys head to a port? Uh, oh, yeah, that's a- where are you guys headed? Like, does somebody go into the captain's cabin and start looking at... Uh, I would imagine... is <laughs> probably trying to figure out how to keep the crew under some sort of resemblance of normalcy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe go into the captain's quarters and just see if there's any open maps, any open notes of maybe where he was planning on taking sure. us. There's that really, yeah. really good map that I got from the mm-hmm. There would be a, a, consortium a, a guy. chart. There, yeah. there would yeah. be a, yeah, they, a course plotted. So Sindara walks into the captain's quarters. I've got this. Uh, just keep it going straight ahead and dodge that large mountain. You are able to look at the map for a little while. The closest port for Sindara to find is going to be Firegrass Isles. Firegrass Isles. Yes. Okay. That is the larger island. The actual port that you will be aiming for is known as Goat's Head. Okay. Um uh, Get, have Sandara roll a knowledge local, knowledge history, knowledge geography, something to see if you know anything about the Firegrass Isles. Only thing that she's got would be profession sailor or knowledge religion. Um, Neither of those. She doesn't have be. knowledge local or geography, anything like that. I'm going to let you do a knowledge local untrained. Okay. Uh, just so it's an intelligence check. Two. <laughs> She recognizes the name of Goat's Head. She may have heard it mentioned once upon a time in the wind during like a large party at a pirate port. But she has no knowledge of what the hell is going to go on at Goat's Head. Gotcha. But I seem to think that that might be where Captain Fane was heading or taking us to. Because he hadn't... Sandara had not heard this previously. Nobody knows where Captain Fane was headed except Captain Fane. That's fair. He probably would have had the gallows marked. Because sure. that, was, that was the next okay. intended before all this happened? Sure. So, And Blackworn's Gallows is circled in giant red to show, like, <laughs> this is the next stop. It's also, I think you guys have talked about going to Blackworn as well as mm-hmm. Nicholas Pining. But the closest port is going to be Goat's Head. Okay. Uh, I guess you would call Zugray into the captain's quarters then. 
All right, I'll go into my captain quarters. <laughs> yeah. Zagre, uh, I think we probably should head towards Goat's Head. Zagre does have knowledge local. <laughs> Thank God. I can't say I really know what it is. Have you ever heard of it? That's a 20. A 20. Yes, Zagre has. With that 20 on a knowledge check, you know that Goat's Head was formed by a trio of pirates who think that shackles... Yeah, I know Goat's Head. Uh, a bunch of pirates made it because they didn't like all the uh, the rules of the regular pi- of the regular free captains. Thought they were too bossy. I get that. Yeah, I get that too. <laughs> Let's be honest. I've been with this crew for quite a while. I've seen a lot of captains, seen a lot of people come in and out. At this point, probably use a break from the shackles myself. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean they're kind of dicks, but I mean they're pirates, so. Nah. So is that where you guys are headed? Are you guys going to do a group talk with Sebastian and Kitnick and bring them in? Or are you two? Is Zugre going to take over the captain's thing and be like, we're going there. Zugre, at this point, I mean, I've seen a lot worse. You can do pretty well for yourself on this boat. (laughs) Plus we're still going really fast, so. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Yeah, let's go ahead and bring in the rest of the officers. All right. So Sebastian, Kidnig, dragged into the captain's quarters. Take it away, I'll, Captain Zugray. Yeah, I'll grab, I'll grab Gabe and have, have them collect sure. everybody. Cool. Somebody's got to hold the fan. Um, it's magical. You were holding it for fun. It just, it blows. I'm gonna just good. stab it into the deck. There you go. Yeah. Love it. Or it's got little suction cups on the bottom, you know, like yes, there so you I'm go. Just gonna okay. Suction cup into the deck. One of those Dysons, a little. You know, yeah. the ring that you don't really have to you can put your hand in. Yeah. There we go. No, because then I wouldn't have the cool, you know, voice effect whenever I'm talking from behind it. All right. So, yeah, so y'all come into the, the quarter, the captain's quarters? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Zugre has somehow found a monocle <laughs> that's, that's in his eye, and he's playing with uh, the compass on the map. You're wearing it like a contact? A monocle. Yeah. Monocle, it sticks okay, in your so eye. yeah, for some reason Mr. I imagined it like on your actual eyeball. <laughs> oh, like well, you put yeah. it in like a contact. Like Mr. you're not squeezing it or anything. <laughs> Mr. Peanut. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> and yeah, and he's got the uh, the compass out, and he's like dancing around on the map. He's not using it correctly, but he's like, "All right, I think I figured out where we should go next." And Kitnick face palms because she does know maps. <laughs> right, do tell. Yeah, I'm just basically stabbing holes in it. <laughs> oh God, it's such a nice map. Yeah, uh, do tell. Like, right here, dunk. We should go. Just grabs the compass. <laughs> we should go to Goat's Head. What's Goat's Head? Goat's Head Port. Uh, it's uh, a splinter of a bunch of pirates who left the free ca- the free captains. Oh yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah. Okay. So they'll be sympathetic to us, but not too nosy. I'm good with this. Uh, yeah, sounds like an ideal spot. Guess we can go ahead and probably get the the boat refitted a little bit and. Yeah, I need some new sails, and we're going to need to pay some of the crew. We're going to do that. Okay. Figured then also we can start making plans for next. Okay. It's less than a day's travel. You will probably get there in the middle of the afternoon of <laughs> the like next 20 day. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. going pretty fast still. Yeah, so, oh yeah, eight yeah. hours of travel. Uh-huh. You could probably make it there that evening then. Yep. It's pretty darn close. Uh, about the time that the fan, anything else you guys want to do or take care of before you arrive in Goat's Head? Nice. Like I said, Sebastian's making some preparations in the quartermaster's stores, but otherwise. I'm going to do some crafting. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can see a spinoff happening for Fane already. <laughs> Zugray's going to put his hand inside his coat. He's going to walk around his ship. He's going to take his, going to take stock of the whole affair. Are you Napoleon ended up out there? <laughs> Pretty apart, much, yeah. Not dynamite? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Okay, uh, you guys make your way 
towards Goat's Head. You get really close. You can see the shore. You can see where uh, some very large docks are po pointing out. You see several ships out in the dock area, almost similar to Blood Cove, but on a slightly smaller scale. The ships are on fire. You see the town is charred. You see a huge plume of smoke coming from the town. Uh, with your knowledge, everything, you notice that the it's probably not a raging fire anymore. It's probably a couple days old, but it is enough wood, enough thatch, that this port is still on fire, or is still smoking and smoldering. Well, that's unexpected. So, Zagre, what's the closest port? <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, this is not what we expected to walk into. Yeah, we're not in shape to, t to get into a battle. Are we Somebody... sure somebody's like cow kicked over a lantern or something? I mean, Kitnik, how long? How much longer do we have with your uh, fan? Maybe we could just blow the fire out. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> are there? It's done. When we are got there, there any intact ships currently within sight? Give me a perception check. Just Sebastian or anybody? Anybody who's looking out to the horizon, looking towards yeah, we're, anything. We're, I see water. Looking out. I, yeah, I pretty much see water. I got a 19. 19. 17. 17. 11. 7. So anybody who rolled above a 15, okay. you spot sails on the horizon. Anybody who spotted sails, now give me one more roll before you announce that you see them. 21. Is it another perception? Yes, another perception check. 27. Very good. With a 27... You recognize these sails. True wind. Zuggery's gonna point. He's gonna. It's the true wind. The false wind. Oh, sorry. Oh, just, well, I, oh. just checking. Well, Fane's not here, but Matt I know. Is. But like, I'm yeah. confused. Right. Yeah. yeah. Zuggery, in a very confused fashion, is going to point. It's the true wind. Wait a minute. Sorry, I might have confused you. You don't see the true wind in port. You see them in the horizon, headed your direction. Probably from the direction of Rickety Hakes. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. That is my fault as a GM. You see in the off on the horizon, from the direction of Rickety Hakes, the true wind is headed towards you, probably headed also for Goat's Head. Oh, oh so okay. it's not coming from Goat's Head. Yeah, yeah okay. Go That's what we... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand that, that is totally my fault. <laughs> okay. okay, well then that would change the way he would announce it, because yes. he would be like, hey, it's the true wind! Let's go meet up! Wait a minute. How do you know it's the true wind? Because if it's the true wind, we shouldn't know it's the true wind. <laughs> yeah, has she been squibbed? She is not. That's Maybe Brock ran into problems. Maybe. We're going to have to meet up with them. All right. Well, Get ready for things to go bad. How about if I go ahead and send Tortuga that direction to do a flyby? All right. Rosie, get the catapult ready. <laughs> <laughs> she can fly. <laughs> she, needs a, she needs a rocket launch. I'm not going to fling the bird. I'm going to fling a rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still love the idea of flinging the bird and then she could just take off on her own after that. We're going to get a rock. We're going to paint to whom it may concern on it. We're going to lob that son of a bitch over. All right. So Tortuga's going to go do a flyby. Okay. Not get very close. So you guys just are headed towards... So you guys are headed towards the true wind or are you staying where you're at? Which is probably half a mile to a mile away. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You all right? Everybody on? That's enough. Stop dying. <laughs> No longer dying. So I think what we should do is when, as the true wind is coming up, we will turn so that we will run parallel to them. Sure. Okay. 
and that way, like our catapult will be in position if we need to use it. Okay. Uh, if we, if yeah. everything looks okay, maybe we'll send over the captain's jolly boat and okay. we'll talk to them that way. But I say we'd be very wary if we have the true wind showing back up, not squibbed. Mm-hmm. So. Right on. Mm-hmm. So your tortuga makes a flyby, mm-hmm. comes back, and well, squawks something about noticing Brock at the helm. Okay. Let's see. And Brock knows you have Tortuga, right? Yeah. He spots Tortuga and just waves. Okay. And then Tortuga comes back to report that she saw Brock waving at the helm. Just Brock? And the rest of the crew okay. that you sent with him, but yes. Okay. Well, Tortuga says that it's the crew. All right. So, yeah. Let's Brock at the, sure. the wheel. So, so yeah, you, let's get... Let's get closer to, to parallel to them. Zugre and Brock are able to bring both of these ships together, lash them together just like you would if you were attacking, but of course you're not attacking each other. You lash each other, each of the ships together, and Brock's at the helm, jumps down from the uh, ship's wheel and begins making his way towards your ship. Brock, what's going on? Why, are the ships gri- Why isn't the ship squibbed? I have bad news to report. Sadly, so do we, but uh, you first. Oh, you have sad news, too? Uh, actually, where's Captain Fane? And, Zagre, you have a new hat. It's Captain Zagre now. Temporarily, probably. Okay, I'm trying to determine whose news is going to be more important. I think it's going to be mine. All right. Rickety Hakes is no more. And he's choking back tears at this point. My entire family is gone. Oh, my! <laughs> Way to break a fucking dramatic moment. <laughs> this man is pouring his heart out. Sandara has the right to her feelings. She does. Okay. Get back in character. Take the smile off my face. My family is gone. Not that I found their bodies and had to bury them. They are gone. Over half of the population of Rickities, non-existent. The other half, dead. Some mutilated, some eaten, some chewed on. By what? I don't know. It was awful. And I didn't know what else to do except to find Goat's Head, and I see smoke in the distance. And then I found you. So, uh, what's your news? (laughs) Well, we got away from a dragon. Weren't you supposed to make a deal with that dragon? Ark died. Now Zugray looks kind of watery-eyed also. That's more than my old heart can handle. Okay. (laughs) No visual jokes. (laughs) That's, I don't, I don't know what to do at this point. He was trying to save the rest of us. Okay. Well, I guess I could take his spot. I have nothing else to live for. My family is gone. All I want to do is find what happened to my family at this point. But maybe they've been kidnapped. Yeah, I mean, we can. It's pirates. They do that a lot. I think we should look for survivors at Goatshead. Right. Well, Captain Fane's been kidnapped by Kelazar, so we're gonna have to get him back too. Kelazar? That dragon I mentioned. Yeah. Oh. Remember that... the bad deal with the dragon? Yeah, that was Captain Fane. Okay. I'm off the ship for less than a week, and my entire world is turned upside down. Uh, Captain Zagre, I will defer to you and your judgment as I had to Captain Fane in the past. 
Um, I suggest at this point we sail both ships into what remains of this port and decide our next course of action from there. Can I make a suggestion? What you got? Why don't we just sail one ship in there in case something goes really, really wrong and we still have another ship? That's what I was thinking. Maybe load up a decent crew on one ship, leave a skeleton on another, sail in, see what's going on. Things go well, send out a jolly boat and get the rest of the people. Yeah. That sounds reasonable, and that is why you are the captain. I relinquish my command of the true wind. I would like to go to port with you. All right. Let's load up the true wind and take her in. She's less valuable than the, than the Zagre's Revenge. <laughs> I hear you rename the boat. You know that is uh, bad luck to rename a ship at sea. All right, the Fortune's Revenge. <laughs> I thought you might see it that way. <laughs> Zagre's Fortune's Revenge. <laughs> and so you do exactly that. Uh, you leave just a few of the slightly more trusted yet less useful members on I almost did it myself. Zuggery's Revenge. Uh, Fortune's Revenge. Got kind like, of a ring to I it, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, you leave that skeleton crew, you take the true win, Captain Zuggery at the helm or directing whoever is actually steering the ship, and you make your way towards Goat's Head. You're able to steer it into what remains of a dock, a few uh, holes in the middle, a few of the boards leaning into the water. The smell that accosts your no- nostrils is absurd. It is death, it is smoke, it is fear that you smell as you bring this ship into port. You see the burnt husks of buildings everywhere. There is not a single building left untouched at this point. You can see what used to be uh, the ship master's quarters or where they would take all of uh, the port in. You can see where warehouses lined the dock uh, completely, utterly burned. Uh, You see a total of three corpses from where you are on this ship right now. You would expect to see hundreds. You see three. What do they look like? Burnt. Blackened. And we're still on the ship, right? Yes. Okay. So take over from there. What do you guys want to do? I mean, I imagine Sandara is probably conflicted because she's a healer to some extent, right? So she's wanting to go into the port, figure out what happened, figure out what's going on. But then there's another part of her that sees this devastation and is thinking like, God, I don't want to be anywhere near that. Like, that's going to be us if we go in there. I'm going to send Tortuga to fly over the city. Okay. Uh, you guys continue to discuss. You got a couple minutes while you wait on Tortuga to return. And I do have an empathetic, empathetic link, so whatever Tortuga's feeling, I can feel it. We okay. don't have, we're not like telepathic, but... Okay. I mean, it looks dicey, but we should probably find out what's going on there. Let's see what Tortuga comes back with, so that way we can have an idea of the extent of this damage. Well, and how long ago whoever did it was here. That too. Because if they're still nearby, we're uh, likely yeah. in grave danger. Yeah, we're already limping. Okay. You feel hope come from your Tortuga. Okay. And she makes her way back to you. One survivor. Brock, one survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What kind of survivor? Brock, very hurt. Where? Second story. Over there. I will lead you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) 
Okay, so there's apparently a survivor that Tortuga could find in a building that way. And points in the direction that Tortuga is indicating. I say we check it out. Sandara will follow. Oh, goodness. So you make your way into town, and you look through some of the burnt buildings. You can find when a general we, store. When we hit land, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the statuette out of my pocket and bring Wampus back. Ah, good old Wampus. Yep. Makes me happy to see him back. And so you make your way. Tortuga leads you to uh, the second floor. You have to be a little careful climbing the stairs. Uh, they are charred husks of their former self, uh, but there's just enough remaining that you're able to make your way up. You find uh, hiding in a corner um, a limp woman. She uh, has red hair. How she survived any of this is amazing. Um, Red hair, youngish, probably early 20s, uh, skinny, with a very large nose and a slight wart on the right side. She's a witch. And she just kind of like looks up through half-lidded eyes. I knew somebody would. And she passes out. I'm looking at Sandara. Oh. Oh my! <laughs> oh, do you want her to make like a heel check or something? <laughs> yeah, cleric. <laughs> Normally I'm the one knocking people out, so forgive I me. hit it with my axe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, trap. You could drop a spell for a cure. like Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess um, stabilize. Just All right. Stabilize, snap her fingers. I, sure. I guess that's how it works. She's not bleeding out anymore, which is great. Yeah. Uh, you are going to have to bring her back to consciousness, which okay. is going to be your heal check or a heal spell. Uh, I can burn a couple of heal spells. Just one would be great. Okay, yeah, I'll burn a heal spell then. Okay. Uh, D8 of healing, and her eyes flutter open. She and got she... seven points. Plus four. Eleven points. Very, very nice. All right, well, she's back to full health at this point. Her eyes flutter open. And she looks at what a strange-looking crew you are. Hi! Um, so, this was awful. What happened? Um, we were attacked. We got that. <laughs> by four individuals. led by, And they were leading an entire skeleton crew. I was about to say, four individuals. And when I say a skeleton crew, I don't mean a crew of just a few members. Actual skeletons attacked the island. One of them was fat and huge that led this army. And it ravaged, burned, stole everything from us. And all they could do was laugh. What were they doing? They stole everything. They just burned it to the ground. They were angry. I, they took, like, and then in the middle of the attack, half the crew just went out, just died off, and this they drug everybody to the center, and they, he cast, he cast, he cast a spell, and it was awful, and she just falls silent. Poor dear, I'm so, so sorry. I've heard of people like this. Evil, evil people doing evil things. And she'll, like, console this poor girl. Like, hug her or something. Just bawling tears yeah. in the corner. <laughs> Cast freeze on the wart. <laughs> Snowball. Let me take care of that for you. Maybe this will help. No, no, that's my beauty mark. Don't touch it. 
I can't make you feel better, but I can make you look better, sweetie. <laughs> oh, man, this is, not, this is not, this is not oh. good. Oh, it's hilarious. So All right. What ha- did they leave? Do you know? Are they gone? They, they sailed away on a large, chelish ship. It was obvious that it was an old Navy ship. Commanded by that awful, fat thug. Did they say what they were here for? Just supplies, and then... Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even talk about it anymore. Um, Sebastian's actually going to walk out and head towards where she said the ritual took place. Okay. Kit's going to follow Sebastian. Because it was... it's my only friend that's left. <laughs> I mean, you know, outside of Zugray, but but you know, Sebastian you and I, we have history. I get that. <laughs> You're not my goblin. friend either. <laughs> the ritual is easy to find where it probably took place. Um, it is in the middle of the town. Like uh, this building may have, uh, the buildings may have formed a ring back behind the row of warehouses, uh, center of the square. Uh, if you cast detect magic, it is still lingering at this place. At this point, um, it's disgusting where this ring is. It's like forty or fifty human beings shed their skin, and it's just molting and disgusting. It at this point, I should make everybody roll fortitude saves. It is that bad. Well, that is vile. And given the detective magic, I'm assuming a massive necromantic residue. It is black as the night is dark. On a moonless night. With no stars. In a cave. (laughs) In a cave. (laughs) Well, I don't know what they wanted, but... um, I have a sneaking suspicion that this may be what happened to Hakes, given Brock's description. And Brock, walking around, just nods in agreement. The entire town was burned. The population is missing. Well, they're only half missing. And wasn't the ship that arrived immediately after us at Hakes a Chelish warship? The uh, the, captain? Yeah, the one that christened our ship. Pegsworthy was his name? Yep. I believe you're right. This is not boding well. Do you all but, think someone could be after us? Well, the description they gave... I'm assuming the girl is basically sticking with us. What were well, the... I was assuming the Zugray and the girl were still there, because I oh. didn't come with y'all. And, oh, uh, gotcha. Well, it depends on what the other three individuals looked like. She only described the fat man. But Pegsworthy was a fairly obvious figure, as I recall. This does not seem, what little we interacted with him, does not seem like his handiwork. No. I would be curious to see if he was among that group. But... Well, I say we take the girl and get back on the ship and figure out what to do from there, because... We also need to see how long ago this was. She didn't... We didn't ask, and if they are nearby, we need to be as far away as possible, because I do not want to meet them. And, okay. yeah, Sebastian is just going to turn away from the flesh pile and walk back to the uh, 
to the building where Zagre and the girl are. Yeah, and I think uh, and Kit's going to go up because I can get up that set of stairs pretty easy since I'm lightweight. I'll go let Zagre know what we found and that we... Captain, we probably need to get back to the uh, the ship with the well, girl. Well, while everyone was gone, I wasn't... Yeah. I was... Uh, while everyone was gone, Zugray was going to uh, was going to try and convince the girl, you, you should probably come with me while we look around the city to make sure we can find anyone else or to see what's see the full extent of everything that's happened. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, I I think I can walk. And she stands up and thinks to Sandara's wonderful healing earlier. She has no problem. Yeah, so we've been investigating the city, like oh, okay. seeing what's gotcha. there, seeing it again, seeing if there is anybody. Uh, Wampus has sent so we can kind of try and hunt around to see if we can find any other survivors or anything. Poor Wampus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You don't find very many bodies. You might find one or two hiding in rooms, but uh, something killed them. It's often hard to tell what. Sometimes it's a stab. Uh, other times you really can't tell. Maybe a spell was cast on them and they were poisoned or something, but something took them out. But you search around for a little bit, and about the time that you find the second body and you're kind of studying it, uh, Sebastian and Kitnik will actually walk up behind you. Okay. And, yeah, Sebastian yeah. will explain what they found. It wasn't pretty. Don't go that way. All right. We should leave. Quickly. All right. I've been looking around. I don't think I've seen anybody else. Uh, Sebastian will turn to the girl. What is your name? Um, she stumbles over her own two... <laughs> lips for a second my name is Listiana Listiana how long ago did this happen uh, I blacked out so much it's so hard to tell uh, what what day is this <laughs> and everybody looks at me <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. okay it is Eridus it is confront and piss off Calazar it was on the 26th <laughs> Uh, you arrived in this town the evening of the 26th of, uh, did I say Erastus? Eridus. So yeah, it's the 26th of Eridus, which is, one second, I will tell you what actual day it is. Oh, Sunday. It's actually called Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Sunday. It's original. Uh, so what day is this? Uh, Sunday. Eridus, the 26th. Oh, oh my. Um... And then she's like, starts counting on her fingers. Uh, it's been at least two days. Hmm. Now, if they left promptly, they've they're likely a they're decent gone. distance. But uh, so the other three individuals, what did they look like? I don't remember. No, really, I don't remember. Uh, what did they look like? One of Rob. them was dashingly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, the audience at this point knows who we're talking about here. Why don't we go around and have you four describe your characters just one more time? Yeah, because they might have uh-huh. actually taken your yeah. warning and not listened to those two episodes. Exactly. So uh, let's start with Davery. What did your character look like? Uh, actually, I took your suggestion, and he looked like uh, Ian Griffith from uh, King Arthur. Oh, yeah, the, the guy who played uh, Lancelot. Right. The, the leather jerkin, the two swords. Yeah, yeah. the black hair. Nice. Yeah. I like that movie, by the way. Anyway, moving on. 
my character, who was Lu Dayu, looked like a uh, she was a sylph dressed in leaf armor. So kind of think ninja, but instead of like the black gi, it was all leaves. Interesting. We're gonna skip Father Perry. <laughs> Everybody knows Father Perry. Um, Orspite was a middle-aged human man, kind of grizzled, wearing a battered breastplate and a bloodstained tavern of uh, tabard of the uh, last wall militia. Um, oh yeah, I don't know if it would. I don't know if the Lintara. What did you say? The the redhead Listiana. Girl. Listiana. Listiana. I don't know if Listiana would have noticed. The only thing I think that might stand out about San Mars would be his sword. Right. Because he's got that Aldori sword. So that's what your character... Actually, and Father Perry, would you give us a demonstration of what he sounded and looked like? Uh, Father Perry was about 5'6", 500 pounds, greasy, receding hairline. Uh, robes that fit maybe 100 pounds ago that were tattered towards the feet and immaculate at the shoulders. Every move was like a, a gasp of breath. What, you want me to do the voice? I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come here, children. <laughs> it's so creepy. It is so bad. I'm <laughs> gonna have so to say super creepy. Wow. This is why we don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, and you didn't have to sit next to him for an entire episode yeah, of this valley. I didn't listen to those episodes. Yeah, I listened was... to the warning, so now I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those episodes. No, nah, don't do it. Do it. So that's what your characters actually look like, and you could picture this group of four nasty people attacking this. Not helpless village, but not prepared for an onslaught of this magnitude. Now, what would Listiana have actually seen about your character? What would she have said? Like I said, that uh, Sam Mars's big defining characteristic is that unusual sword, because that defines his fighting style, and it can turn into ice, so... And she had a crush on him when she first saw him. That quickly no. went away. I get that. Uh, one of them, one of them had a huge, huge sword and left trails of ice in the air behind it. I imagine that she would have described uh, Ludayu as like cutting wind. Like she never saw anything there. She just knew something. <laughs> She's a giant cutting wind or breaking yeah. it, whichever. I like that. Oh. Yeah. That's, what, that's actually what I was thinking. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. Oh, it's... Yeah. Uh, Adam, would you like to rephrase? <laughs> Please no. The words are out there. I mean, whether they're in normal or post credits, they're there. Ludayu was silent but deadly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is getting bad. Uh, one of them, one of them, I could barely see. I saw leaf armor, and but she moved quickly and left a trail of green behind her. <laughs> she was using poison darts. <laughs> Makes total sense. Yep. One of them was gross, disgusting, huge, and just would rip pieces of flesh off of a couple of zombies following behind him. It was awful. And the last, he was just your normal fighter at first. But then he grew into this thing with claws, and he would just rend flesh from bone. Oh, God, those four were awful. I'll never get these images out of my head. And then they piled everybody in the middle. And she just breaks down crying again. And what are you guys going to do now? Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) And you're gone. Last bell, time to go. (laughs) Sorry about that. So you climb back onto your ship. Where's your next port of call? Where are you guys headed next? 
Just pick a spot. Where y'all going? Where y'all going? Well, I'm sure that Nicholas is still like, hey guys, you know that place I want to go? Can we go there? Because I'm done with y'all. <laughs> He's either Blackworn or Port Peril. I don't care which. You choose. <laughs> What's Nothing the closest port? Happens. You are, at this point, the safest port is going to be Port Peril. Uh, and it is <laughs> <That's saying something. laughs> a week and a half to two weeks away. Uh, Blackworn Gallo is near Besmara's throne, uh, which has, I think there's a, there is a port somewhere on Besmara's throne that you could find there. Uh, then Zugray also knows about Tidewater Rock. But Zugray is the only one who even knows anything about Tidewater at this point. And Tidewater's not secure right now, so... Uh, you could possibly... It's not secure, but you there's a possibility that you could land there and dock your ship and take care of business. Yeah, but we're tattered, and we've got one one limping ship, and... Right. So we we need to find some place that's probably more stable than that. So, yeah, I'd say... How we're, far away is Black? Blood Cove. Is also another option. Yeah, I was going to say Blood Cove isn't... I mean, we just came from Blood Cove. That's a good point. We can't be that far away from Blood Cove. But did the True mm-hmm. Wind? That's uh, true, we Blood don't know. Co- Blood Cove is further east than Rickety Hakes, isn't it? Yes. So, But yeah, did the blood, did the True Wind come from Blood Cove? As far as you could tell, no. Oh, well, we've got the crew. We press-ganged like oh, 20 members oh, of the right, crew. Oh, right, 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 right. You! Sailor number 19! <laughs> hey, I have a name. It's Alex. They're wearing jerseys. Sorry about that, Alex. Uh, hey, man. Uh, well, we sailed from Blood Cove, but, uh, you know, they're used to seeing merchant ships, I guess. I consider myself a member of your crew now, <laughs> Captain Zugray. Thanks, pal. Uh, can I wipe this brown off my nose? <laughs> I like the cut of your jib, Alex. <laughs> You're now executive deckhand. <laughs> and no, leave the brown there. <laughs> okay, so where are you guys going to head next? All right. I say we head back to Blood Cove. We moor the true wind, figure out what we're going to do with it, make our plans on how we're going to get Fane back. Sounds like as good a plan as any to me. I'm good with that because we can fix the ship and we can get supplies. Exactly. Mm, I don't have any better suggestions at the moment. Maybe we can get invited back to dinner at the consortium. Hey. And so you guys make preparations to sail overnight. I'm looking at Valley. And as a few of you take rounds off, like not rounds, but... uh, Shifts. Shifts to sail overnight. When you wake up in the morning, you feel a little bit stronger. Kit's super happy to take whatever shift she needs to. A little bit better. (laughs) And you make your way towards uh, Blood Cove. You have time to craft. It's going to take a total of 10 days of travel, and you arrive in Blood Cove. You sail in. You dock your ship. Kalazar will be my mount in 10 days. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So that'd be a giant deus ex. Fade comes in on a dragon and saves the day. Oh my god. Have you met Kalazar? One level in Dragon Rider. (laughs) (laughs) My plan worked. (laughs) Oh man. All right, so you guys arrive in Blood Cove. Uh, You pay the harbor master, you take care of the normal business that you have to deal with when you arrive in a new port. Uh, I guess, Captain Zugray, how do you handle this new arrival? Okay, so Zugray's going to get the crew for both ships together. Yeah. All right, crew, we're going to have to cut our shore leave short this 
we're going to have to cut our shore leave this time a little short. We're just going to have two days, one night, because we got to go back to the island and get Admiral Fane. So take your time. Have a, have a relaxing evening this time. Get ready to head out soon. And I promise he'll make it up to you when we get him back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, so that's Zugray. Um, what does uh, Sebastian do at this point? Because we had some... It seemed like in the last episode, he wasn't too happy. What's imagine, Sebastian up to? Uh, well, Sebastian is going to try and catch uh, Kitnick away from everyone else. That should be easy uh, enough. And Kitnick, I'm not going back after Fane. I had a feeling. Imagine that. What are you going to do? I haven't decided, but at this point, I, my intention is to get as far inland and as away from the shackles as possible, given any other, uh, given no better options. Uh, I don't know about you, but you're welcome to come with me. I doubt you're going to uh, find what you're looking for out there. Yeah, and he's not in danger right now. I'd be a little more concerned if he was actually in danger, but I don't think that the dragon's going to eat a storyteller. Well, not yet. Not yet. Well, I still need to get get out and find my mom because I I think I've found a way that I can save her. Well, I have no other plans if uh, you're interested in a companion. That would be awesome. I would absolutely be thrilled to have you with me if we could do that. Yeah. I don't have a family left, so let's see if we can save yours, eh? Okay. And Sebastian will briefly disappear back into the quartermaster's uh, stores. He'll come out with his backpack a little suspiciously bulging. And uh, is... Do we tell uh, Captain Zagre? It would be the right thing to do. I mean, When have we ever done that? Uh, True, but he'd still have to make sure he's got enough crew. So, and I need to get my stuff together. Plus, I have a couple other goodbyes I need to say. I suppose. Well, Sebastian will look around to see if Zagre is still on the ship at that point. Yeah, he's still there. Okay. He's... Oh, Captain. As much as I, uh, as it pains me to say it, I won't be accompanying you on your next journey. Wait, what? I cannot, in good conscience, risk my life for Fane after he nearly cost the entire crew their lives and there's something out there that is eating cities I'm content to leave you with with your ships I wish you the best of luck I will not be going with you but there's safety in numbers man and Kit's gonna step out from behind Sebastian yeah and I kinda need to go too I gotta go save my mom and unfortunately going after Fane is not gonna help that and I something I I'm going to assist her in that quest. You sure I can't convince you? Not to say I may not come back in the future, but right now it's something i got to do, and unfortunately there's no way to go out to sea and save my mom. That's It's all going to be on land, and you can't be a great sea captain on land, so I wouldn't want to dash your dreams. <laughs> all right. I understand that. Good luck, Captain. Or, at least for the time being, Admiral. You do have more than one ship. Hey. You have three. That's a good point. Yeah. Good luck to you guys, too. I appreciate that. May our paths cross again. And Sebastian throws him a casual salute and 
disappears down the gangplank and into the crowd. And off into the sunset, Kidnik and Sebastian find new adventures. <laughs> so You're Zagre. still stuck with me, Zagre. <laughs> and I will never have to hear that voice again. <laughs> then off in the distance, we hear a very tusky sound. <laughs> oh, Sebastian. <laughs> Walk faster. <laughs> All right, Zagre, what are you up to? Zuggers going to look down the gangplank for a while, watch the two of them, lost in thought. Nod, go, Brock, Zandara, Rosie, I need y'all to come here. Brock will approach. Yes, Captain. All right. With all of them gone, with Ark not being here anymore, I've got some responsibilities. I got to find Beck. I got to get her sword to her. I got to save Fane from himself because God knows he can't save himself. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to leave you in charge of the ships. Sandara, I think you should take the Fortune's Revenge. Brock, I think you should take the, uh, the True Wind. And Rosie, and he uh, unslings his haversack, throws it down on the ground, opens it up, and pulls out a sock. Here's your sock back. <laughs> thank, thank, you, thank you. Yep. I'm trying to remember where the sock comes from. He just stole it one, at one point. Is she, is she free now? You gave her a sock? And he turns to me and goes, Trudy will listen to you now. This is the Trudy sock? Yep. She'll listen to you. She knows all, she knows all her commands. She'll do whatever you tell her. But Zugre, you, you finally have a ship. You have a crew. And you're just going to abandon us? I already have a ship. And he points to his, his jolly bug. <laughs> Besides, the rest of my crew is still stuck on Kalazar's Island. Oh. Zugre, this might be the dumbest move I have ever made. And this is Rosie, kind of like tearing up a little bit. But I like Captain Fane. I like you. Will you allow me to join you on your <coughs> ship with my sock? <laughs> going to be tough to fit Trudy on there, too, but I'd love to have you both. If, uh, if Trudy will fit, I know I can fit. I think we should go save Captain Fane. Let's do it. And holy crap, there it is. Zugray, Rosie, and Trudy sailing off into the distance. Brock immediately takes command. It just starts barking orders left and right. He, it's like he just falls back into old habits of when he was a sailor as a young man. Uh, he's finally achieved one of his dreams, even though he didn't realize he had it. But Rosie, Zugre, Trudy sail off into the sunset. Sebastian, Kitnik, traveling together to save Kitnik's mother. I picture Fane riding Kelzar. But who knows? Fane's silver tongue? Who knows? It could happen. Oh, he's mm. got Kelzar wearing a saddle and thanking him for it. Are you kidding? <laughs> right. And uh, Ark. Rotting at the bottom of the sea. Oh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everybody. Mostly thank you to my players. You guys have been amazing on this year-long journey. Uh, Call Shot Podcast has been epic and fun. Mm -hmm. And it makes me sad to see these characters go off into the distance and find their fate on their own from this point forward. And thank you to all of the listeners who have stuck with us through thick and thin, all of my mistakes, 
and everything that we have done together. Eating Thank babies. you all so much. Mm. We try not to talk about that anymore. <laughs> My bad. Jack! <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. thanks. Yeah. A lot of fun. We will have a follow-up episode that will discuss some character arcs and some background a little bit and wrap this thing up with a bow. Thank you all very much. Have a great night.